You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 113. And today is a bonus episode all about how to eat seasonally and live seasonally for the fall and winter months. So stay tuned. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schirm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Schirm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and I'm host of Simple Roots Radio. I'm so glad you're here. This is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Today, we're talking about seasonality. And we're not just talking about eating seasonally because it's cheaper and more efficient for your body and all the things in which it is, but we're talking about seasonality and how it relates to your metabolism, your hormones, your neurotransmitters, and basically how your function works as a whole. And like I said, this isn't just diet related, but it has to do with lifestyle changes. Now, if you didn't listen to episode number 113, that's where I give you all the specifics on why seasonality and living seasonally is so important. Today is just a short little bonus episode on how to do that for the fall and winter months. So just to remind you of the key critical point that we learned last time is that seasonality matters and it matters a lot to your body simply because it's how your body helps keep it alive and even more than that, keep it thriving. Here's the problem is that we've been taught to overlook seasonality, to just do the quote unquote healthy things all year long and that's what creates success. But it's more than just about eating the healthy foods and exercising as much as you can and implementing these lifestyle practices. All of those things are great, but if we don't change them with the season, then we stop working with our body. And as soon as we stop working with our body, we become stressed. Maybe not mentally because we really believe we're doing a good thing, but physically and biologically, our body becomes stressed. And you know what stress equates to? Higher cortisol levels, which increase insulin resistance and all the things that make you gain weight or at least prevent you from losing weight increase inflammation, decrease your immunity, and overall just make you more unhealthy. So in order to try to prevent that, we really want to learn to work with our bodies. And the best way that we can do that is to live seasonally. So today we're talking specifically about the cold winter months, which tend to be, again, dry, windy, light, unpredictable, all of those things that our body is working hard to compensate for, to maintain homeostasis, which are homeostasis is just an even body temperature, um, an even pH level, and all the things that are happening inside our body are running at its normal. That's what homeostasis is. And what happens is when we're exposed to the environment, our body has to work to bring homeostasis to whatever we're living in. Therefore, in the summer months, we might be really hot, right? And so our body's working to cool itself off. That's why you sweat. That's why you get thirsty, all those things. The same goes for the winter. When we get too cold, then our body starts shivering and we get goosebumps and we crave warmth, right? Anything warm. And that's what's helping our body to maintain homeostasis. And once we learn that we can work with that to help our body to achieve that at a quicker rate so that energy can go other places. But if we constantly work against it, what's going to happen is we're going to tax our adrenals and we're going to become tired and exhausted and fatigued and probably gain weight. And I know that sounds crazy because... There is some belief that if we make our body work harder, that we will lose more weight because we're expending more energy. While that is true in the short term, over time, it is the worst advice you could be given because you're taxing your body and you're putting a stress on it. That is what we call 
metabolic compensation, where your body compensates for whatever you're doing to it to keep itself alive. We want to try and prevent that. And the best way to do that is for change, right? To change it up, to work with your body instead of against it. So that's what we're diving into today, specifically with the fall and winter months. Remember, what's going to happen fall and winter, it always happens, is that it gets cooler and 47 degrees feels like it's freezing cold outside, whereas 47 degrees in the springtime, right, feels like And that's really just because our body has compensated for the environment. So right now, going into fall and winter, our body is warm. We're warm from summer, we're running warm, and that's just what we're doing. Now, we have to convert over into being cooler so our body doesn't have as much work and energy to pump out to making it warm itself up. Now, right, like in the summer where we are now, where we're coming from is that our body had time to heat up, right? All summer long, we're heating up, and that's why when we come into 47 degrees in the fall, it feels freezing cold. But over the course of the winter, as our body naturally cools down, once we hit 47 degrees in the spring, we're like, this is the best, right? Feels so warm. And that's how your body is cycling through the seasons. So in order to work with your body to prevent metabolic compensation, and your body from taking over and going into survival mode, we need to start providing the opposite of what the seasonal environment provides. So again, what we're going into is cold, it's windy, it's unpredictable, the air is light, and it's dry. So what that means is our body means more lifestyle practices and foods that are going to warm us up to create moisture and oils and more predictability. And that's what our body will crave in order to thrive this season. And if you go back and listen to 113, you'll see that our hormone levels change. We become more insulin resistant in the winter. Our immunity goes up, especially at night. And as the sun changes, we need more sleep and all of those things that relate to circadian rhythm. So how can we help our body this fall and winter? These are the things that we need to start settling into and creating those routines, which creating a routine is the number one thing that you can do to help your body out this fall and winter. Remember, this tends to be an unpredictable time for your body, and therefore it craves stability. So creating a routine, eating at about the same time every day, about the same amounts, and going to bed at the same time, and waking up at the same time, and exercising at the same time, those are all really, really great things to do in the fall and the winter months, where in the spring and the summer, our body can handle a lot more unpredictability because we can handle more stress. But this season, the season of fall and winter, is more for rest and relaxation, which is really critical because it's a great time to heal our body and to really gain a lot of health so that we can make it through the busy, crazy seasons of spring and summer. So creating a routine. Think about a morning routine and an evening routine that you can do that's just natural. So some other things that's really important in the winter, as our circadian rhythm changes, right, the light goes down earlier, it becomes darker earlier, is that our body really likes to go to bed earlier. And I know this is really hard for some people, but about 10 o'clock is about the latest that your body and most people's circadian clock is wanting to stay up. So if you can hit the bed around 10 o'clock and fall asleep and rest a little bit longer in the winter, that is actually ideal. So an interesting study that they put out is that they found that in the month of October, people sleep 2.7 hours longer on average than they do at any other point during the year. And it really goes back to this and the, the, the need for seasonality. I think if we push our bodies to extremes, then our body just goes into a time of almost hibernation where it really has to rest and rejuvenate itself and only does this during our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest phase. So essentially, while we're sleeping is a great time. 
So try to go to bed earlier, but wake up earlier. And when you wake up, have that solid routine of sitting in solitude, of journaling, of getting your exercise in, and even finding ways to warm yourself up. Maybe you sit under a hot blanket. Exercise is obviously a very great way to warm your body up. Um, Also taking a hot bath or a hot shower and maybe even adding some massage oils to your skin to help hydrate it and get that lymphatic flow moving. So those are all really great practices that maybe aren't things that are so out there, but just small things that you can start to incorporate into your everyday life. So some other things that are really beneficial during these seasons is, again, massage. So whether you're dry brushing and moving your lymphatic fluid or you're getting massages or you're giving yourself massages and really rubbing oil all over your skin is actually a very valuable thing. Because again, in the wintertime, we dry our skin out, right? The air is so dry that it sucks the moisture right out of our body. One way to prevent that is to put the oil barrier over it so we can't lose moisture as quickly. So it is valuable. And some studies show that one of the most valuable oils is sesame oil. Now, I don't know if you'll smell like Chinese food if you do that. Quite possibly, right? Um, But I'm just throwing it out there that sesame oil has been found to be one of the most beneficial oils in the wintertime at helping to keep your body moist. Um, So it's worth a try. But any kind of oil. And then, again, warm showers and hot baths, humidifiers, saunas, gentle yoga, journaling, warm clothes, bundling yourself up, trying to avoid the drafts. The drafts are really hard on your body and your immune system. Loud noises. So anything overstimulating is something that we want to avoid. Again, we're looking at the fall and winter as those rejuvenation months, as the time of rest and healing and really letting your body refresh. And there can be seen, you can see great progress in these months. And so they're really, really crucial. But those are some lifestyle practices that you could add into your everyday life. I'm going to list all of these out and put them in the show notes so that you could see how you could easily add this into your life and kind of pick and choose. You don't have to do them all, but just kind of slowly incorporating them into your everyday life makes a huge difference. Okay, and then moving on, exercise. We're going to talk about foods last because, again, that's kind of the biggest area that maybe you could change, but exercise is also important. So again, when your body's cooler, one of the things it needs is warmth every day. And one of the best ways to warm our body up is through exercise, right? It's through movement. So the best time in the fall and winter months is to exercise earlier. So think earlier in the morning or early evening. We don't want to push too close to bedtime or after dark simply because our body is starting to shut down and rejuvenate and exercise will push it back into sympathetic mode. So we won't be in the rest and digest phase. We'll be in the fight or flight stage. And that's not what we want, especially when we're supposed to be resting more and reaching deeper sleep. So working out earlier in the morning or earlier in the evening And even more in this phase is don't go for a PR. Like this is not the time to be pushing your body to extremes. This is a time to pull back, really focus on deep movements, on strengthening your body and slow, steady rhythms, like strength training, yoga. Um, But also if you're like doing cardio, just pull it back to 50% and maybe do more interval training. So again, it's not the time to push hard, but it is the time for steady warmth. And that's what workouts can bring. And of course, with that, we have to balance that activity with more rest. So making sure that if your body's feeling off, maybe you do a rotation of yoga and um, strength training and and cardio, and then making sure you include a lot of rest-based living. And then, of course, the foods, right? So good foods eat in the winter are things that come in season. So this time of the year, apples and pears and avocados and bananas, and soon it'll be grapefruit and oranges and lemons and limes. 
those are really, really great foods. So think root vegetables, sturdy, dense foods that provide a lot of depth and nourishment to them. I'm going to have the whole list over there, but other great things are like winter squash and sweet potatoes and brown rice and quinoa. This is really a carb season. Our body likes the density of that and the energy that it brings, as well as nuts and seeds, ghee, butter, almond oil, olive oil, sesame oil, even sweeteners like honey and maple syrup. Again, during the season, your body is most likely to crave sweets, salty, and sour. And the reason for that is based on the nutrient composition of what our body needs in this season. So those aren't just things that are annoying and they come and they're trying to wreck you. Those are really biological cravings that your body often needs. Now, on the other hand, we have to know the difference between emotional cravings, which is a totally different podcast. But if you're eating out of emotions, that's a different story. Maybe you need to add more rest-based living or just sleep deeper to help overcome the anxiety and fear that you might have going on. But biological cravings, it's true that your body's going to crave more of these dense, moist, mushy, cooked foods. So some of the worst things that you could do for yourself and foods that you could eat during this season is raw vegetables, cold and frozen foods, bitter, pungent flavors. So avoid the smoothies, avoid the raw vegetables and nonstop salads, and really switch it over to more hearty soups and stews and grains, maybe a hash for breakfast, cooked vegetables, roasted vegetables. So We want to see food cooked, and this just helps with digestion. It helps the body to absorb it better and to nourish your body more. Um, Of course, with all of that, fiber is a really great thing for this season, as in any season. So those are some foods and lifestyle practices that you can start to incorporate into your life. Again, what we want to go for is moist, warm, hot, spicy foods. We didn't even, I didn't even mention spices, but this is a season of like, allspice and cinnamon and cloves and basil and garlic and ginger and turmeric and sage and rosemary. So, you know, kind of all the fall and winter spices that you think. Now you might think, wow, like that seems easy, right? Or you might think this is absurd. (laughs) Bear with me. This is true studied material that really does have an effect. They're coming out with more and more information about this every day. But here's the deal. This is how people were forced to live back before supermarkets were a thing, right? Back when they were forced to preserve their food and um, to eat what's in season and to live based on the seasons, this is what had to be done to maintain themselves all year. Now that we have access to everything at any time, at any moment, it becomes harder and our body really does reach metabolic compensation so much quicker, which means it's going to decrease your immunity, increase weight gain, decrease sleeping patterns, make you more moody. I mean, all the things that you know if you're off or out of kilter to the season what you're going to find is that you're more anxious and you're nervous. You have an inability to concentrate or finish a task. You might have insomnia or excessive speech. Um, you might have constipation or cracking joints or stiffness or pain, um, dryness, lack of appetite, phlegm, which phlegm is the prime breeding ground for flus and viruses and bacteria, right? So all of these things are a sign that you're just out of balance and could adding some of these lifestyle changes put you back in balance? Absolutely. Because our environment changes our genes, which is called epigenetics, but also our environment changes our circadian rhythm, both of which control most all functions, if not every function in the body. So this is really, really critical. So that's the little bonus episode to help you see how you can start adding these small changes into your everyday. So simple things, again, going to bed earlier so you can wake up earlier, having a morning routine, 
and I have handout or and I have downloads over in the show notes for morning routines and all the things that you should be adding for the fall months in and even a printable guide to help you do that. But again, drinking warm fluids, so warm lemon water in the morning, having time to sit in stillness and to read and reflect and to exercise and changing your breakfast from smoothies or something cold to something warm. And again, all day long, just having more warm foods, warming spices, and warming activities to keep your body in that rest and digest parasympathetic mode that's going to help your body to really thrive. So I hope this is exciting. I really think this is so fascinating, and it really showcases how simple changes can really have a big impact on your body, and that there's not a one-box approach that you have to follow all year long. In fact, that never works. But this does, and it comes back to listening to your body and providing what it needs to thrive. Okay, so that's it for this podcast. Make sure you head on over to the blog at simperitswellness.com backslash 113. Yes, that's simperitswellness.com backslash 113 to get all the information on today's show, as well as that handout that you can print off and you can keep in mind as you're making meal plans, as you're looking for foods to buy and lifestyle practices to do, so you can really start to incorporate this and feel the change. You see, health does not have to be as complicated as we make it. And I think eating seasonally and living seasonally, not just to save money, but to really help your health and create that balance can change so much about you. So make sure you try this out Let me know what you think. Leave a comment on the blog post or over on social media, which you can find me at Alexa Sherm on Instagram or Simperitz Wellness on Facebook, or just shoot me an email at Alexa at SimperitzWellness.com. I can assure you, this is not the last time I'll be talking about seasonality because it's such a big deal, and I can't wait to showcase more of the changes I'm making. At the end of the day, it's not a 180, but it's just small little things that you can do every day to change the way that you feel and listen to your biofeedback markers and ultimately change your health. So that's my encouragement for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Simple Roots Radio. Don't forget to listen to Simple Roots Radio in episode number 112 to get more of the scientific information about why this is important. And stay tuned next week. We have a very special guest, a psychotherapist coming on to talk more about the power of the mind, habit change, healing from trauma, and how that can heal your body. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be such a great episode. In the meantime, here's to having a relaxing, warm weekend.